What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Dram? What's up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Dram? I am your host, Connor, and I appreciate you guys joining me for a 13th episode. Uh, kind of crazy that we're at 13. It's been a really cool journey so far, and I'm excited just to keep on, keep on keeping on with this whiskey content. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, to start off, I want to say, uh, if you're not already, follow me on Instagram at Who Gives a Dram, Facebook, Who Gives a Dram. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to watch the video podcast. That's going to be Who Gives a Dram on YouTube. And also Apple Podcasts and Spotify are the two largest pods, uh, podcast uh, platforms out there. So make sure you're subscribed on there, rate, review, all that good stuff. And just as always, this podcast is brought to you by uh, The Grapevine Media, a media content website where I've teamed up with a few of my good buddies where we uh, pull of our, all of our podcast content together. We do blog posts on everything from MLB, NBA, uh, uh, not NHL, we, none of us watch hockey, uh, NFL, NBA, MLB, uh, MMA, TV, movies, I do whiskey and cigars, so if you want to check that out, go right ahead, that's www.thegrapevinemedia.com. Um, now with all that out of the way, I got, I've got some explaining to do, I know I do. Um, since I've started doing the podcast, I have, uh, been, putting out the shows on Sundays, but I felt like I wanted to change that up, and I have a good explanation why, um, but I think I'm going to, well, no, I'm going to put them up on uh, Tuesdays now, so Who Gives a Dram will come on uh, Tuesday mornings, and that way, if you're driving to work, you can you can uh, listen to a little bit of whiskey talk, and then once you get home, kick up your feet, take off your boots, take off your pants if you want to, and you can have a have a glass of whiskey with me. So Tuesdays are going to be the days, but who gives a dram now? Um, let me see here. Just wanted to check something on the video podcast real quick. Um, also, I'm not going to wait to the end to bring out the whiskey that I'll be reviewing because I want to drink whiskey with you guys while I'm recording it. So today we're doing Four Roses Small Batch. Um, there's a good reasoning behind why I'm doing this, which I will also get to later in the show, but for right now, cheers. If it's in the morning time, I hope you're not drinking, but if it's any other time, I hope you're drinking with me, so, shlante. And we will still be giving all of our whiskeys reviews and ratings and all that stuff, very unprofessionally, as we do every single week, but, um... So to go into why I'm switching to Tuesday, so last week I had a, uh, I actually had this podcast recorded, I had everything done. Before I started recording the podcast, I, <laughs> I, um, I was going to set up, I, I have been doing in my living room for right now, I've been going in front of my Christmas tree where half the lights just suddenly went out like two weeks ago, so I was kind of sick of that and I said, I'm going to go into a different backdrop now and switch it up a little bit. I have an extra bedroom in my apartment, and I live by myself. So what I'm doing is I'm actually making that into my podcast studio, and I'm getting soundproof uh, um, 
those uh what do you call them not cloth the uh, soundproof uh wall things that you put up can't remember the name of them right now but i've got some of those on order i've got a nice bar height table that i got from a buddy of mine shout out cal bent doggy brewing on instagram he's a good buddy of mine good friend of the shows uh, I got some nice chairs. I got a lot of artwork, and it's gonna be like my own little podcasting studio for uh, Who Gives a Dram for my other podcast, Life in the Basement. It's awesome. I can't wait for it. But that's a work in progress. That takes time to get that stuff here and to set it up. Working forty hours, forty plus hours a week, and everything. So it takes time. That's not done yet. So instead of going to my Christmas tree, I moved it to my room. I've got an Irish flag behind me. I'll also get to that later in the show. But what, as I was setting up to record, my O light broke. The, the light felt completely off the stem or the, the base. So I had to jerry-rig something like that. And you guys would crack up if you saw my current setup right now. I'll tweet out, or I'll not, not tweet out, I'll put out a, a picture of how I'm actually recording this right now. It's hilarious. And, uh... But when you're podcasting, when you're doing this stuff, you got to do what you got to do. I do it for you guys. I do it for the the uh, um, the fans of Who Gives a Dram. So it's a uh, it's a pretty funny it's a pretty funny setup I got. But um, I moved it to my room. Irish flag behind me. Hopefully the podcast studio is done for the next episode. If not um, the episode after that, I got everything here and set up. But um, I'm not rushing it. Um, I want it to be good because I do plan on producing more content rather than just a weekly podcast on my YouTube. Once everything is settled, once everything is ready to go, um, I should probably get an official camera too instead of using my phone. But I feel like my phone does a pretty good job. So um, so I had the podcast recorded. I jerry-rigged everything up. I had a very good podcast, about a half hour, reviewed Four Roses Small Batch, was drinking it with you guys throughout the throughout the uh, episode, and everything was going very smoothly. I actually thought it was one of the best podcasts I've done. I still have the podcast saved to my computer, but because I'm very stupid, I deleted the video off my phone, and I couldn't figure out how to get it back. So I, de- I debated whether just putting out a uh, an audio podcast this week, because I didn't really have a lot of time. So I was debating that throughout the week. I really did not want to not put out a video podcast because I do have a lot of people who reach out to me saying that they like the video podcast. Um, I see everybody's comments on the videos. I see their, the the comments that people reach out to me through my DMs saying uh, that they subscribed on YouTube and everything or that they viewed my videos or that they just really like the fact that they're out there. So I appreciate that and I didn't want to um, I didn't want to let those people down. So I'm recording a video and I was debating changing the day of the podcast anyways, so now it's official. Um, it also gives me some more time to prepare, and I just think Tuesday's a good day. I don't know. There's not much to do on Tuesdays, so you can listen to my podcast. I know uh, my brother's Whiskey Philosophy podcast come out on Tuesdays, so you can listen to them as well, listen to both of us, and uh, enjoy your whiskey content for the week. So There's the first explanation. Second explanation, why am I doing Four Rows of Small Batch? A few weeks ago, um, myself, Whiskey Philosophy Podcast, and uh, two more friends of the show, uh, Whiskey Sith, at Whiskey Sith on Instagram, and Oh, It's Coco, who's from Germany, 
all the way out in Germany, the four of us, um, we've been DMing on Instagram for a while, just just whiskey stuff and other things. Uh, we decided to do a video where we were passing a bottle of Four Roses Small Batch around through the through the four of us, and it was going to be in four different locations. So I'm in Connecticut, Whiskey Philosophies in Texas, uh, Whiskey Sith, Daryl, a.k.a. Whiskey Sith, who's a great follow on Instagram if you don't follow him, is... Uh, in Canada, and Owens Coco, another great Instagram follow, um, is in Germany. So it's a cool video, and um, I posted it on my TikTok, and I posted it on my story. Whiskey Philosophy posted it on their page, and it was just a, a fun video. But I'd never had four rows of small batch, so once they once they said we should do that that uh, bourbon as the whiskey for the uh, for the video, I said yeah, absolutely. I, I gladly scooped one up, and I was excited to try it. And um, I'm excited to bring a review to it. So second explanation done. Four rows of small batch. That's why, that's why I'm doing this whiskey this week. And third explanation. Why do I have an Irish flag behind me? Well, this podcast is coming out about oh, about ten days after the fight happened. But as you know, there was a huge fight that I was very much looking forward to this past well, what was last weekend now, and that was Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Um. I'm not sure if you guys know, I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but I am a huge MMA fan. I actually want to start in, uh, integrating a little bit more MMA talk into the podcast. Um, I'm not sure if you guys who are listening follow MMA, but I really, really have a passion for it. Um, I started following Conor McGregor back in 2015 when he knocked out Chad Mendez at UFC 189 to to obtain the... Um, uh, interim UFC featherweight championship. I almost said undisputed, but it wasn't the undisputed. He obtained the undisputed UFC featherweight championship when he knocked out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds on December 12th, 2015 at UFC 194. And that was the first paper, uh, UFC pay-per-view I ever bought. I had a bunch of family over. It was a night I will never forget. And I've been a diehard fan ever since, all through all the ups and through all the downs, like when he threw a dolly at a bus and punched an old guy at a bar for not having a shot of proper 12. There's been some, there's been some messed up things that he's done, but um, I won't get into too much of the technical details of the, of the fight. I dive into that a lot on uh, my media page, uh, The Grapevine Media. I actually wrote a full blog, uh, pre- not only previewing the fight, but writing a post-fight recap as to what I thought happened, why I thought McGregor lost, what I thought Dustin Poirier did really well, and so on and so forth. And I'm going to be doing that for all MMA cards. So if you're interested in that, uh, check out www.thegreatfindmedia.com. But there's something that everybody can learn from the Conor McGregor fight that is very important just in life in general. So as everybody knows, Conor McGregor is about as flamboyant and about as loud of an athlete as there's ever been, not only in combat sports, but in the history of sports. That's good whiskey. He's up there with Muhammad Ali. Um, He's up there with uh, whoever else talked trash back in the day. Mike, I was going to say Mike Tyson, but Mike Tyson didn't really talk trash. He just kind of said some weird shit. Um, but he's up there with the greats, Floyd Mayweather. Um, most of the people who talk well are in combat sports, but he's up there. He's one of the best to ever do it in that realm. So 
he's always going into a fight, into a contest with that many more people wanting to watch him get knocked out because he's talking all this smack. Now, this past fight was very respectful and cordial between the two, but there was still that lingering feeling of Conor McGregor knocked out Dustin Poirier the first contest. Back all the way back in 2014, he knocked out Dustin Poirier in 90 seconds. And there was still a stigma of having that tension between the two. And of course, as everybody knows now, Conor McGregor got knocked out in the second round. Um, I thought he won the first round. I thought he was doing very well. And uh, Dustin Poirier really implemented his calf kick real well. Dust, uh, Conor McGregor was heavy on his front foot, which is unlike him. And he got kept on getting caught with that leg kick, which I think is the main reason he lost. But... Without breaking it down too in-depth, what we can learn from the Conor McGregor fight is this. There's always a correct way to handle defeat. And if you need an example, watch Conor McGregor after his fight last weekend. It was incredible what how he handled himself, how he presented himself, um, handling his media obligations, going up to Dustin after the fight, uh, coming in contact with his with Dustin Poirier's wife after the after the event, thanking her and and uh, all the things that you see Conor McGregor did. He manned up, he owned it, and that's something that I think everybody can learn from in in their day to day lives. Is we're all gonna we're all gonna lose something. We're all not gonna succeed at everything we do. But it's how you come back from that defeat that really defines what you do. There's a train coming by, so I don't know if you can hear that. But my whole room is shaking. It's how you handle defeat that that really signifies who you are as a person. And that's one thing that I don't think anybody can hate on Conor McGregor for. It's how he handles his defeats. And... Going back and watching the fight again and watching the post-fight interviews and watching the reactions, Conor McGregor was on the biggest stage. He's on the biggest stage every time he fights. And the fact that he was so humble, he was so gracious in defeat, was just something very admirable, I thought was very admirable. Um, and something I think we all can take away from uh, from the fight. I think that's a prime example of a professional way to handle loss to handle defeat so I thought it was really cool it made me even more of a fan of his and uh you know it's 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 combat sports everybody you win some you lose some nobody goes unscathed in combat sports unless you're Floyd Mayweather or Khabib those two stay undefeated I guess I don't know but anyways um that's why I got my Irish flag behind me in support I'm proud to be Irish myself I'm like 50 percent uh Irish and Scottish, I think most of that is Scottish, and then Irish make up 50% of my heritage, So, or maybe over 50% of my heritage, uh, but I'm proud to, uh, to be Irish myself, uh, so I, I, uh, I fly the flag with, with pride, but also got to support my man, Conor McGregor. He's a, uh, he's a prime example of a uh, world-class athlete, so anyways... Uh, another thing I really want to hint on or uh, hit on quickly is 
uh, WandaVision. I don't know if you guys have been watching WandaVision. Again, I have another podcast where I dive deep into TV, movies, MMA, all that stuff. It's called Life in the Basement. Wearing the shirt today. I actually just realized I'm wearing the shirt. I forgot I put it on this morning. Um, Life in the Basement with my brother. It's a podcast that we do about this stuff. But um, I know some of you guys are watching WandaVision. How crazy was episode four? Episode four was insane. I was not expecting, uh, well, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but you should have seen it by now. I was not expecting S.W.O.R.D. to to not have any idea what was happening inside that town. I didn't expect Scarlet Witch to be controlling it all herself. I guess she's one of the most powerful Avengers, so it makes sense that she can she can control that she can she can have that much control over everything including like the physics of the land itself and everything um without re- you know she can have that much power because she is one of the most powerful avengers and she is one of the most powerful superhero characters in in general even outside of marvel including dc she's one of the most powerful i just thought it was very cool how they in episode 4 they basically proved that sword had nothing to do with it it's all wanda creating her own reality to have vision still in her life and i i i thought it was really cool i I thought it was i thought they did a, a real good job with it i'm loving the show so far it's a great show and i uh i enjoy watching every week i like how they are doing a week by week um uh drop of each episode rather than just putting it all out at once so it stays relevant for longer i think that's smart business but at the same time uh i i enjoy i enjoy the show a lot and um i really it makes me uh, very anxious to watch the next episode the next week so like I, I can't wait to watch the next episode on friday um they they do a great job with it so i think that um Vision is definitely going to figure out that he's in some type of augmented reality, and I'm not. Sh- I'm honestly not too sure what's going to happen. That's what. That's what makes me so excited for it. I'm not too sure what's going to happen with with the rest of the episode, but um, wanted to hit on that real quick because I did watch that uh, just yesterday, and it's still fresh on my mind. Um, great show. And if you guys don't watch it, you should because it's great. It's a great show. Period. Not even if you don't like Marvel. Um, everybody knows what happened in Endgame. So as long as, as you know what happened in Avengers Endgame, then you'll be able to follow along with this show. Um, but anyways, I want to get into the whiskey. Um, as you know, as you've been able to see throughout the podcast, I've been taking a sip here and there because I want to drink with you guys as I'm recording the podcast. So I'm going to pour a little bit more in here just to get a good color analysis in, um, Four Roses Small Batch. Put it right there in the camera. A little bit about Four Roses Small Batch. It's a, um, I would say it's like the mid-tier whiskey of Four Roses. It's not Four Roses Yellow Label, but it's also not their single barrel either. Um, I think Four Roses has a very quality whiskey. No matter what you're buying, I think they're Yellow Label for 20 bucks is fantastic. I use that mostly for cocktails, but it's very good just drinking it straight up. 
Uh, the small batch I've had, obviously you can see I've had about, I don't know, close to half the bottle so far. I've shared it with a few friends. And um, I'll let you know my thoughts on this in a minute. The single barrel is one of my favorite single barrels. I really like gifting it to people because it's a cool bottle. And it's a bottle that nobody would buy for themselves. I, I feel like they wouldn't gravitate towards a Four Roses single barrel. I've never had the single barrel select or the small batch selects. I've heard they're phenomenal. Um, I've never seen one. I've never been able to come across one. So haven't been haven't been able to try those yet. But uh, the small batch, I was excited to pick up, uh, not only for the video, but for uh, reviewing it on the podcast and for it, just be able to enjoy it um, in general. You know, when I'm when I'm having a dram at the end of the day after work or watching football or watching a movie, you know, I, I enjoy having new whiskeys every single time. So I'm, I'm happy to add it to my collection. So what I'm going to do is I am going to analyze what I smell and what I think of it. And then I'm going to read what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to see if it compares, if I have any um, similarities. Most of the time I have some, but a lot of the times these people say you should smell or taste something that is just absolutely asinine. So I probably will go like 50-50 on like tasting and smelling notes. But let's read a little bit of the description here right from the Four Roses website. If you've ever wanted proof that mingling bourbon is an art unto itself, you'll find it in this perfectly balanced small batch bourbon. Four original bourbon recipes have been expertly selected by our master distiller at the peak of maturation to create this very mellow and perfectly balanced bourbon. You can enjoy it best straight up on the rocks or simply with a splash of your favorite mixer. 90 proof, 45% alcohol by volume. So it's a bit higher proof um, than a standard 80% bourbon or a 40% bourbon, um, which means it should theoretically pack a little bit more of a punch. I usually go for uh, higher proof bourbons to begin with. So I'm excited to really see how this how this differentiates from a from a lower proof bourbon um, when I'm actually drinking it to, to analyze it this time around. But before that, man, I've been wanting to say this for a few episodes now, but I've never had the chance. Well, I just forget to because I don't really have notes. I have like quick things I want to hit. I want to hit on during the podcast, but like I just kind of free ball it for twenty to thirty minutes. So I forget a lot of things I actually want to talk about if I don't write them down. But the coolest job title of all time is a master distiller. And there's really not even a close second. If I could pick my job title to be anything, I would want it to be a master distiller. It's like being a it's like being a master Jedi. <laughs> it's like <laughs> It's it's like being a master Jedi. It, it is it is. It's like uh, if if uh, Mace Windu was making Four Roses, be the master distiller, a master Jedi. It's got it's like the coolest name ever, a master distiller. I don't know who the master distiller is for Four Roses, but he's probably it probably is Mace Windu. For <laughs> if we're if we're if we're gonna be honest, Mace Windu is the master distiller for Four Roses. You hear to hear first. Even if it's not Mace Windu, it basically is Mace Windu. Um, but the Master Distiller title, man, 
There's nothing cooler than that. I love, I love that job title. I would do anything to be a master distiller, but um, I'm definitely not smart enough, so that will never happen. But uh, to each their own, you know. That's it's a uh, the things that these master distillers do to differentiate between their bourbons is nothing short of spectacular, um, which is why I truly think that the master distiller for roses is probably Mace Windu. But let's get into, all right, well, first I'm going to smell it, and I'm going to see what I smell, and then we'll go into what I'm supposed to smell, and then taste what I what I taste, and then go into what I'm supposed to taste. Let's see if I, if I get it right. I haven't looked at this yet. Well, I did look at it for last week, but I don't remember anything about it, so we'll see what if, we'll see what I do. Not a very strong nose at all. Lots of uh, vanilla, a little bit of barrel spice to it. A little bit of like um, fruitiness as well. Nothing nothing major, but let's see what I'm supposed to smell. I'm going to color up the palate. Okay, mellow spice, rich fruit, hints of sweet oak and caramel. So I basically got it. I basically got it. Nothing overpowering. Actually kind of a, of a weaker nose um, than I've had in the past. But it smells good. I mean, it smells like a like a standard bourbon. So let's drink it. Mm. Yeah, you can tell it's young. I don't think it has an age statement on it. Doesn't have a whole lot of burn to it at all. I just get standard, normal, normal bourbon taste from it. Um... A little bit of vanilla, some spice, no finish whatsoever. Uh, yeah, it's already gone. And um, that fruitiness, I don't get that fruitiness that I get on the nose. I just get a little bit of vanilla, some oak barrel spice. And I guess a little a little bit of that sweetness, like a, um, like a caramel, again, on the taste. Yeah, nothing, nothing major, nothing major at all. Let's see what I'm supposed to taste. I'm excited to see because you never know what these people are tell you, tell you to taste. Okay, so mellow, ripened red berries, dried spice, well-balanced, rich. That's what it says on the palate. I guess red berry sweetness. I don't know. I don't get like a berry fruit flavor, but I do get a, like a caramel sweetness. Definitely mellow. Um, some spices I do get. Well balanced, I suppose. I mean, there's not much to balance when it's this light. Rich, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's poor. I guess so. I guess it's rich. Um, the finish is supposed to be soft, smooth, and pleasantly long. Um, no, not at all. Sorry, uh, Mace Windu, but you're wrong on that one. Um, I, I don't mean to argue with the Master Jedi, but soft, smooth, and pleasantly long. Now, I say it's definitely soft. It's it's smooth, but it's surprisingly short. That's what I would say. Soft, smooth, and surprisingly short. Um, not a whole lot of kick to this thing. Um, I do, when I first opened this bottle, I do remember not particularly enjoying it that much, but I also had it with a cigar, 
at the time. So with this, I feel like it's a bit more after letting it sit for a little bit, after having it opened, kind of lets it aerate a little bit more. And I do, I do enjoy it more now, but it's just, um, it's not my favorite, but it's also not my least favorite. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a good quality midway bourbon. And for 35 to 40 bucks MSRP, it might be a little bit less depending on where you are in the country or in the world. But I think I get it for around $35, and that's what I typically see it for around New England. I've seen it for as low as 30 but for argument's sake, we'll say 35 MSRP, $35 MSRP. I would give this like a, uh, mm, like a, like a 7.7. I mean, it's good. I do enjoy it. Um, I've had much worse whiskeys before. I, I always love a small batch. <laughs> But 7.7, I think, is fair. Um, there are just too many other options at 35 40 bucks to, uh, to to spend your money on rather than Four Roses Small Batch. But there's no that's no, no disrespect on um, Four Roses or Mace Windu. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I do enjoy it. So I'm going to go and enjoy the rest of this dram. So I'm going to take one more sip with you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Seriously, I love all the support that I get from you guys. is phenomenal. I love it. Um, keep on subscribing on YouTube. Who gives a dram? Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave me a rating. Leave me a review. Uh, I want to know what you guys think of the show. And uh, make sure you're following me on Instagram at Who Gives a Dram. And check out the Great Fine Media, you guys. I think you, re- I think you guys really will enjoy it. www.thegreatfinemedia.com. Um, but I'm gonna go. Finish my day up. I'm going to enjoy the rest of my Sunday here. Uh, again, this is going to release on Tuesday, so I hope you guys like the new the new day. I'm going to let my brother, Nick Bossy play me out. Um, Nick Bossy Music on Instagram. Uh, stream Pretty New Diamond anywhere you can stream music. Um, and I'm going to go. So thank you guys so much for, for tuning in. I'm going to see you guys next week. And um, enjoy the rest of your week, you guys. Thank you very much. Up in New England, that girl sure loved me We got together and brought things to life So I did buy her a pretty new diamond And asked that sweet woman if she'd be my wife Kind of feeling love songs are made of with that sweet woman spend the rest of my life or she came along I was hurting but at the end of my tunnel I saw no light I'll just sit here and get drunk tonight 
Pals, they met nothing And she ran to a stranger And with Johnny Walker I'm passing my time I asked the Lord What should I do But I'm too drunk to hear him tonight So sit with my bottle While Hank Sr. singing I'm so lonesome I could cry Back that pretty new diamond and broke my heart a second time. But I got the last laugh when I pawned off her ring, cause it bought me a dime bag and a case of course light. I asked the Lord, what should I do? But I'm too drunk to hear him tonight. So sit with my bottle while Hank Sr. singing, I'm so lonesome I could cry. So sit with my bottle while Hank Sr. singing, I'm so lonesome.